SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From Las Vegas, it's Cover It with Teddy Covers. I used to think point spreads, like the one that we saw in game one between the Bucks and the Hawks, I used to think point spreads like that were traps. Plus eight? Plus eight and a half? For two teams that have basically been even throughout the entire playoffs? I learned my lesson. I'll tell you when I learned my lesson. The Denver Nuggets in 2009. Hey guys, it's Teddy Covers. Welcome to Cover It here on SiriusXM, channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. And I'm telling you, we have a loaded show today. Hour number one, I'm bringing in Chris Andrews, race and sportsbook director over at the South Point a Hotel and Casino right here in Las Vegas. And of course, the South Point, one of the industry leaders when it comes to football propositions, football wagering, etc., etc. Chris is going to tell us everything that's going on in terms of the off-season betting world for the NFL, for college football. And I'll make him give us a little MLB analysis as well. Our number two, Ralph Michaels, who just published this incredible guide uh, for the NFL season, the upcoming NFL season. Yes, I understand it's the last week of June, but I also understand that football is king, and football season starts at the beginning of August. If you want to be in play and in place for the start of football season, Now's the time to be getting your work done. You don't wait until week one of the regular season. So, Ralph Michaels just put out this great NFL guide. We're going to break it down with him for a full hour. Go through division by division. Some of the stuff he found in terms of returning starters, coordinator changes, all that kind of stuff coming in hour number two with Ralph Michaels. But first, I do want to talk about this concept of the trap line. You know, again, back in the day, Hawks plus eight, plus eight and a half against Milwaukee. I'm like, oh, that's a trap. Oh, the books are begging you to take Atlanta. In 2009, and again, I've been in Vegas now since, what, 98, so 23 years in my 24th football season. Jeez, I'm getting old. Uh, but when I moved to Vegas, you know, in, 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 in 2009, the Denver Nuggets had been eliminated from the playoffs in the first round. I believe it was five straight years running. They had a good team that year. I think they won number two in the West, number three in the West. Chauncey Billups was on that team. Mello was on that team. Kenyon Martin uh, was on that team. Nene is the big man down low. It was a pretty good team. I made decent money with them in the regular season. When the postseason started, they played the Hornets in the first round. And I played Denver in the first game. And I bet them again in the second game. And they went 2-0 ATS. And they played way better than they had been playing down the stretch of the regular season. I said, yeah, sure. Let's ride this Nuggets team. Let's, this is my team to ride. Well, they proceeded to beat the Hornets 4-1 to in that series. Most importantly, they proceeded to go 5-0 and against the spread in that series. And the point spreads basically never changed. The, in terms of the value that you saw in Game 1 was right there in Game 3 and was right there in Game 5. Second round of the playoffs, they played the Dallas Mavericks, 2009 Denver Nuggets. And again, they won that series 4-1. to one. And again, they covered the spread in all five of those games. 
they opened the postseason 10-0 against the spread. Clearly, clearly a team that was playing far better than they had for most of the regular season. But the betting markets wouldn't adjust. I still remember Western Conference Finals. Game one, the Lakers are six and a half point favorites. I'm like, this line is crazy. Huh? Denver won. Or no, sorry, Denver lost by a bucket. Covered the number wire to wire. Game two, same point spread. Said this line's nuts. The Nuggets are coming off a loss. They won that game straight up. Now, it didn't ride further than that. They ended up losing uh, three of their last four. And the Lakers, actually, actually they, they split the two games in Denver and then lost the next two to lose that series. But it was 12 consecutive point spread covers in the postseason for a team that was a little bit overlooked going in. That was the Denver Nuggets. So, this is back in 2009. It is, what, 12 years later? And here are the Atlanta Hawks, who are a team that, yes, you look at the full result of their regular season, you say, yeah, they were okay, they were pretty good. They weren't the type of team that gets the Eastern Conference Finals. But, as we know, <laughs> throughout the ebb and flow of any season, Atlanta got better down the stretch. They got healthier down the stretch. They got a bunch of key bodies back, and lo and behold, all of a sudden, this team that was NBA league average over the first half of the campaign, maybe a little bit worse, became better than the NBA league average. Okay, and now much better than the NBA league average. But the markets are saying, yeah, well, it's the other guy. It's not what Atlanta's doing. Oh, the Knicks weren't that good. Oh, look at Philly. Philly screwed that up. And it's like, no, this is a team that's gaining confidence, that has depth, that has been winning for a consistent enough period down the stretch of the second half of the season that they are a legitimately undervalued commodity right now. Yeah, we cashed with Atlanta. My clients and I did. <laughs> uh, large uh, in game one. And I know shame in that. And of course, the whole Trey Young scenario where like the mainstream media is just figuring out right now that Trey Young is a superstar. Maybe game one made Trey Young a national superstar. Trey Young was traded for Luka draft night. Lon Kruger doesn't play freshman unless they're really, really good at Oklahoma. And Trey Young was Lon Kruger's favorite guy as a frosh. Trey Young's been a star since he came into this league. The rest of the world is just catching on right now. And from a point spread perspective, again, I don't know if we'll see opportunities like we saw with Atlanta in game one throughout the course of the series, but if you ask me which of the two teams between the Bucks and the Hawks is the undervalued commodity, it ain't the team that was a $5 favorite coming into the series. Chris Andrews joining up next. Covering continues right here. Sirius XM Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here on Sirius XM Channel 204, The Sports Grid, our radio network. And I love bringing this guy. And I genuinely love bringing him in because 
when it comes to, I don't want to, true characters. You know, guys who absolutely have lived the sports betting life for basically their entire existence. <laughs> Chris Andrews, at or near the top of the list. Chris, of course, the racing sports director over at the South Point uh, Hotel and Casino on the Las Vegas Strip. And Chris is someone who's been a lines maker, an odds maker of one form or another, basically, for his entire adult life. Mr. Andrews, welcome to Cover It. How are you doing uh, on this Saturday morning? I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, I wouldn't just say adult life, Teddy. I started in fifth grade, so you know, we can go <laughs> back even a little further than that. So. <laughs> yeah, so l- last time you were on, I made you give your origin story. I should have remembered that uh, because you had a, a fascinating uh, entrance into the business. Obviously, you were uh, you know from uh, uh, western Pennsylvania, the home of all quarterbacks and all odds makers uh, back yeah. in the day. Uh, and, of course, you were doing it very, very young. You've been doing it here in Las Vegas uh, or Reno. You were up in Reno for a long time. But you've now been in Vegas yeah. uh, in Vegas again for, what, the better part of the last decade uh, at the South Point. Um, talk a little bit about what's going on in Vegas right now. Boy, when I've been out and about, it feels really busy. Night and day difference from what we saw a year ago at this time. Well, you know, the town has exploded. You know, we just had so much pent-up demand. And uh, once we opened the doors, I mean, the floodgates have just opened completely and people have been pouring through. And, uh, you know, I, I don't go to the Strip very often. So I'm usually here on the South Point. I just have, you know, people come in and they tell me, boy, you know, Tuesday night is like New Year's Eve in this joint. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been like that. And, you know, you go and they look at our buffet lines are out the door. And, you know, the, the handle, we're way ahead of two years ago. Um you know, and I, I think the rest of the casino would probably echo the same sentiment that everything's just been terrific. And, sure, uh, and, you know, hopefully it'll continue for a while. Well, it feels like visitors have money right now, which maybe wasn't the case a year ago at this time. You know, when the things were dead during the week and we do some business on the weekends, now it's like it's seven days a week and, and people are coming in bankrolled. Agree? Yeah, and, you know, there's some little things that really help, like the Euro, the, uh, you know, the soccer tournament has been fantastic because we have these great games uh, early in the day. Uh, we do some pretty big action. We're not afraid to take a bet. These are monstrous markets. Maybe not as much in Las Vegas as it is throughout the rest of the world. But, you know, when guys come in and they want to make a big play, uh, you know, we don't shy away from that. And, uh, you know, the, the college or the uh, NBA has been great and the NHL has been great. So there's, you know, Teddy, you've been around a long time too. You know, action, action feeds upon action. That's the way it's yep. been. You know, I think it's gonna. It, I think we're gonna have a real good summer. I think you know we'll probably slow down towards the end of July, but it'll pick right back up a few weeks after that as we get near uh, football season. And that's my plan. I'm planning on getting out of town the last two weeks of July, uh, so I can gear up. Because when <laughs> yeah. you come back, you get back August first. I think August first is a Saturday or Sunday, but it's football season from day one when you walk in the door in Las Vegas in August. But I want to start, Chris, I want to talk a little bit about MLB, and really we're going to focus on the offerings that the South Point has for college football right now, for the NFL right now. But I want to start and talk a little MLB, simply because MLB, uh, look, it's our daily sport. You know, everyone's uh, day in, day out betting baseball. Um, And I guess the first question I want to ask you in MLB right now, from a sportsbook director standpoint, are there any teams or pitchers that betters are really flocking towards in MLB right now? Uh, anyone that you uh, we call it a, a popularity tax. <laughs> you know, we have to lay a little bit extra 
uh, on certain teams or certain pitchers because they're so popular? Um, any any teams or uh, pitchers getting taxed right now because either the wise guys, the betting public, is on them day in, day out? Well, you know, listen, let's start at the top. Houston has just been on a roll the last couple of weeks. Uh, geez, I don't know how many they've won in a row right now. and They've climbed the top of their uh, division. You know, the A's are still right there, but Houston probably gained the most attention in the last couple of weeks. In the same division, Seattle also starting to play some really good ball. They're getting a lot of play. Um, you know, San Francisco, and I've heard everybody in town, we're all in the same boat, bookmaker-wise. If San Francisco wins the pennant or the World Series, I mean, we are going to be hurt. And I, I keep waiting for this team to crumble. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure they're going to. That's just a really good team with a good lineup, some pretty good pitching. Uh, White Sox, another team that's, uh, you know, especially with Rodon and Lynn when they go, you know, they're going to, they, you know, and they're in a, yeah, I would say relatively weak division. And then lately the Padres, you know, just even we had money on the Padres every game against the Dodgers. And they won every game, you know. So, Padres are, you know, a big team. And, listen, I've been doing this for a long time, but we're always sweating the Dodgers whenever they're any good. And they are good this year, even though, uh, you know, they recently did get swept by the Padres. But they'll be back, and they'll be getting a lot of action. And, you know, the guys that they're betting against, and, again, it's probably no big surprises, Arizona, of course, at the top of that list. I mean, they've been putrid all year. But, you know, Baltimore, too. Um, you know, the Pirates have been bad. You know, Texas, not all that great. You know, so guys, uh, sometimes you just get some of those bad matchups. And, uh, you know, in football, when you get a bad matchup, it's one game and, okay, you lose and you move on. But when baseball, you get a bad matchup, it's three or four games. And, you know, and it's, uh, you can move the money price, but it doesn't change the winner. Football, you can go from six to seven and a half, it actually changes the winner. And baseball, if you don't change the winner, you might change the payout, but you're not changing the winner. It's the bane of uh, bookmakers. Sure. I mean, well, well, one of the biggest differences between money line bets and point spread bets is that point spreads, if you get the point spread high enough, you'll turn winners into losers. Money line, you'll never do that right. because if the team wins, uh, they're going to win. And obviously the Astros, with a pretty big <laughs> series midweek against Baltimore this week where they covered all three. Uh, on yeah. uh, the run line. So, and you just brought up, and of course, I've got 500 questions that I want to ask you, and yet when you talk, there's stuff I, 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 I got to go off script a little bit. And I know that you were going to remember this because you talked about the liability on the San Francisco Giants. And of course, when you talk about nightmare liability scenarios, was it 90 or 91 that the Twins and the Braves were both 101 plus to win and they met yeah. in the World Series? Uh, and how bad was that from a sports book standpoint? Okay, well, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. I'll tell you right now, it hurt us bad. Now, I was up north at the time. It hurt us bad. It really put a crimp in our bottom line. But the good part about that was we were in the satellite business and really just getting our satellite business going. And, Teddy, so many guys wanted to get out of the bookmaking business at that time. You know, they got hurt with the, with the Twins and the Braves, and they wanted out, and we went in and, you know, we offered to – pay them rent or whatever and uh you know we'll take care of the, all the action the risk and reward and uh you know how many guys are short-sighted not just in our business but in the whole world and they thought yeah this sounds like a pretty good deal and as uh, you know getty so did it cost me money yes did it help make my career absolutely because we <laughs> took it from there you know we bought low i mean guys were you know 
selling low and we bought baby so uh, that was a real good thing for for me personally even though we lost a lot of money uh in the short term sure and you know you talk about those big payouts and obviously you know uh man city uh recently when they cash at five thousand to one uh when they uh uh, at the yeah, open, Lester City. Um, Lester City. the the St. Louis Rams back when they were the St. Louis Rams at two hundred to yeah. one. Yeah. You know the long term yeah. effect of the big dogs cashing is that sometimes you don't see the dogs priced quite as attractively <laughs> uh, down the road. But I mean, what what kind of liability do you have in the Giants? Fifty to one, hundred to one. What's out there on San Fran? God, I, I you know I well not anymore, Teddy. I think I'm down to like fifteen to one. And then to win the World Series, but I opened them much higher. I did not expect much out of them at all. They weren't very good last year. You know, I think they've been in a rebuilding phase, you know, uh, for a little while. You know, since Boshi left, I didn't think that uh, not this year. they had many times. <laughs> no, not this year. You know, and like I said, Posey didn't play last year, and you know, I mean, you know, catchers, you know, catchers. Chris, I got to cut you because we're coming up against a break. But we'll yes, be sir. right okay. back more with Chris Andrews to talk college football and NFL coming up next. Cover it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm excited to have extended time with Chris Andrews today, race and sports director over at the South Point Hotel and Casino on the Las Vegas Strip. And Chris, I wanted to do some MLB off the top, just see where you're liable, who the hot teams are, who the not teams are. But the real reason I wanted you on the show today is because you guys <laughs> at the South Point have a ton of football numbers up. And... Um, I don't even, let, let's start in college football and move to the NFL. Uh, but okay. talk about all the offerings you have available right now at the South Point when it comes to college football. I know you have season wins, conference season wins, games of the year, odds to win conferences, national title, week one numbers. What do you got up there? And um, what betters, what teams are betters attracted to in very early betting action? Well, we got, you know, we have all those things that you mentioned. Uh, they, you know, Teddy, you know the way it is. You put these things up and you do a ton of business on them. First of all, particularly like that first hour. I mean, I'm, you know, running around like crazy. But, you know, it slows down after that. So we've kind of settled in a little bit. Uh, and you, you get a chance to kind of gather yourself. And really, a lot of guys, and you know the way it is, when they, when those guys bet you right away, those are the pretty sharp betters in town. And it gave me a chance to really sharpen up my, uh, my power ratings for the rest of the year. So we, you know, we did games of the year first, and uh, I think we had 102 games of the year. So they bet me, and we got a lot of play. And then I did my season win totals, and again, uh, had a lot of play on that. I'm doing a little different wrinkle this year. I'm only using conference games. Um, you know, I'm I'm a pretty conservative guy, and I still think that there might be some COVID issues out there, and 
you know, I don't want to give money back just because the team misses like one game, but I think they will try to play all their conference games. So, you know, a little bit of a different wrinkle I went with this year. Some of the teams they're betting on, um, and I think I may have underrated some of these teams, but, you know, they are kind of marquee teams. Notre Dame, a lot of play on Notre Dame, a lot of play on LSU, Alabama. Now, I've been saying for years, you know, you don't exactly get rich anymore betting on Alabama. But you sure as hell don't get rich betting against them either. So nope. I really thought I had them ranked high enough. But uh, the betters told me no. I still kind of undercut them a little bit. Uh, BYU, another team that I thought was, you know, I, you know, I thought they really lost a lot, particularly a quarterback with Wilson. He seems like a generation player. Uh, but they, I got a lot of play on BYU this year too. And another team that I was kind of surprised garnered a lot of a uh, lot of action money wise. But even more action on Twitter. People really climbed all over me. Kentucky. I got a lot of play on Kentucky. Now, that is a program that has been improving slowly but surely over the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, they are in the SEC. And, you know, you don't get a week off. Even uh, even Vanderbilt's going to play you tough. Uh, the teams they bet against, uh, Louisiana Tech. And I went on. I, I think I did overrate them. I, you know, probably made a mistake on them. But some of the others, Western Kentucky. Buffalo, which has a new coach, and this is a blanket statement. I think you're always better off betting against new coaches. Uh, Central Florida, uh, I thought they were going to be pretty good this year, but again, the uh, the handicappers uh, beg to differ with me. Uh, Auburn, they bet against, and again, that's another new coach. But I don't think that new coach is going to be that bad this year. I think that you know, Gus Malzahn kind of lost a little bit of his magic the last few years, and that might be a breath of fresh air for Auburn. And Iowa State, who I still think is, you know, all of a sudden becoming a very, very viable team uh, on the national in the national picture, whereas a few years ago that would be a laughable statement. They got a great coach in there in Campbell. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He had some offers this past year. They've really recruited well. But uh, people think I did overrate them. I guess, you know, we'll find out during the course of the season. I think Iowa State's going to be very, very good this year. And, I mean, Chris, are they legitimately betting into your – you have help making these numbers, right? You're not making them all by yourself. There's a group of you that put these together, right? Or are these legitimately your numbers and you're making the call on every one uh, what the opening well, number is going to be? I, you know, Teddy, I do, make, I do make the call on what everyone's going to be, but I, I get three different sources that I use to create my power rating. So it's not just me sitting in a room, you know, by candlelight and crunching uh, <laughs> numbers, you know. I don't want to pretend like I'm Abe Lincoln, you know, I mean, it's not that. I do have some sources that I go to that uh, I've used uh, for the last couple of years, and they're pretty good sources, but, you know, all, and I see their power ratings, and some guys use different rating systems than I do, so i got to convert, uh, you know, their system to my system, and uh, then ultimately it's me that puts them out, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, but, you know, we've, we've been okay over the past few years, and, I always tell Michael Gone, you're the owner here at South Point. I said, you know, Michael, it's really good for us. We make a dollar at the end of the year with all this crap. I said, it's a good thing. But we've, we've made a little more than a dollar over the years. So, you know, we're, he's pretty happy with it. And it gets our name out there. And it's really good for us, I think. Sure. I mean, from a business standpoint, and when, when you're South Strip, you got to make noise and you got to have headlines. And one thing that I've always appreciated about the South Point uh, is that you guys are very comfortable making noise and making headlines in the sports book with offerings that you don't find elsewhere like when you talked about the conference season win totals as opposed to the full yeah. uh, season win totals that you find yeah. in most books 
Now, you, t- you also talked about this kind of being the dead period, you know, when you get into yeah. late June, into July. And I'm always like, August 1st is when football season starts uh, in Las Vegas. Would you agree with that? Are these lines just going to, I mean, basically be, I'm not going to say stale, but these lines are probably going to sit there by and large over the course of the next month or so. Yes, or do you continue to expect to see a fair bit of action on some of these teams? No, I, I think you're you're right. And, you know, I, I'd even go a little bit further, probably like August 7th, probably the first after the first week of August. And once these teams start going to camp and you start reading a little bit more about them and you want to find out, uh, you, know, who, you know, we always have injuries, Teddy. That's always a part of, of football, college and pro. So we always have injuries. We have to watch out for that. You know, the transfer portal this year was extremely active. We have to keep an eye on some of those things. And, uh, you know, I, so I think it'll start picking up probably right around the first week of August, something like that. But, uh, you know, we got some teams out there that I, I really have uh, my eye on a couple of teams that I think will be sleepers and a couple of teams I think might be a little overrated. So we've got a long way to go this season, but uh, you'll see what all happens. Because we know there's going to be surprises, Teddy. We just don't know what they're going to be yet. Well, when Chris Andrews comes on my show and he says he's got a couple of sleepers and a couple of maybe teams that might look be overrated, I want to know what those teams are, Chris, and I'm okay. sure my audience does sure. uh, as well. Good tease. Um, talk about it. Give me a sleeper. Give me a team that I can make money with in college football this year, or two, or three, okay. or ten. Well, I wrote five of them down. How's that, Teddy? So uh, I love it. Here's who I think are look. I don't think any of these are going to be national championship contenders, but I think they'll beat the number more than they'll lose it. West Virginia, Wake Forest, Purdue, and two others that aren't real, real sleepers, but I think still a little underrated. Arizona State and Miami, Florida. So those, those are the five I think are going to be a little better than uh, public perception. So I have to talk about what other guests have come on the show and said. Um, okay. Because we have, we have a couple. This Arizona State, uh, you're not the first person to talk about Arizona State. I don't think you're going to be the last. And Again, from a mainstream standpoint, no one is talking about the Sun Devils. All right. Yeah. But I've talked with a couple of sharp guys, real sharp guys right now, that have this Arizona State team circled as a bet on from day one. Yeah. And West Virginia is another one. Uh, that was the first team out of your mouth, and that's a, not the first time I've heard that team out of someone who I respect's mouth. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's a couple that then uh, Purdue, to me, makes a ton of sense, especially in a year where the Big Ten – other than Ohio State, doesn't look dominant. Um, it looks like a pretty mediocre year for that conference up and down, and that's the type of year, the type of season, where you expect teams like Purdue to go a long way. What about the other side of the equation? All right. Are there any highly power-rated teams that look a little bit overrated to you? I always look for teams that have a good quarterback and no offensive line, or lots of skill position talent and no cornerbacks. Um, those are the teams that I love to find this time of year. What do you look for when it comes to overrated teams? And anyone stand out to you in that regard? Well, before we go ahead, that, that's one. When I said Miami, you know, they have more starts returning on their offensive line than I'm pretty sure anyone else in college football. And you know, Teddy, the first thing I look at because everybody knows quarterback. First thing I look at is offensive line because I still think I'm very old school. And, you know, Teddy, I'm old. You know, so it's uh, – <laughs> I still think football starts with the offensive line. Anyway, I have two teams I think are overrated. Uh, Notre Dame and LSU. The two really big names that I think, uh, you know, if you 
I think we're going to get some juicy numbers betting against these teams. Um, you know, Notre Dame, you know, they had a great year last year. They have a new quarterback coming in. And uh, I'm just not sure their talent level. And, uh, you know, people have this great perception of Notre Dame. I'm just not sure it's true. And LSU, too. You know, they recruit well, but I'm really worried about that coaching staff. You know, I, I think that they've had some flaws there, uh, you know, and not just Ed Orgeron, but, you know, along uh, with the uh, coordinators offensively and defensively and some of the assistant coaches. And I, I think that's a team that you're going to find some good spots to bet against them. And you talked about another team earlier that people have been betting against, or uh, I'm sorry, betting on was BYU, that BYU yeah. has been attracting attention. and. And everything I've seen from BYU is they lost everybody. Um, yeah. Why are the Cougs getting attention? You know, I'm, I don't think, because we do get a lot of BYU money here in this town. You know, there's no doubt. And uh, I know the Mormons are very religious people, but they also like to bet. I could tell you that. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe that's, uh, that's a team that uh, uh, maybe got some local flavor to it, but that that's really has not been the case. The guys who've been on them uh, were some pretty sharp players, and, um, you know, there's always a point where, you know, even the worst team has some value to make the number Yep, when the point spread's low enough and when the powering number's low enough, you'll get a chance uh, to bet on what might be a pretty bad team. More with Chris Andrews coming up after the break. Cover it. Continue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. And of course, we've got extended time today with Chris Andrews, race sports director over at the South Point Hotel and Casino on the Las Vegas Strip. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrews Sports. Two S's in the middle, Andrews Sports uh, on Twitter. And he is an excellent follow if you're looking for updated lines, you know, uh, numbers from Vegas. Uh, Chris is definitely uh, someone who you want to follow on Twitter. And Chris, uh, I cut you off right before the break. You were talking about how BYU has been a team that's taken. uh, You've seen betters betting on BYU because you powered them fairly low coming into the offseason. Even though BYU is a team that lost a whole lot in the offseason, the value was there for betters at the early numbers. Do you think you'll see more BYU money in the in weeks to come, or do you think that is come and gone with the Cougs? I think it's come and gone, Teddy. Uh, you know, I just don't think that, the, you know, the team really did have a very good year last year, no doubt about it. But I'm not sure they have the depth to continue. But sometimes BYU could be a little bit different because they get a lot of kids that are a little bit older because uh, the NCAA allows them eligibility even when they go uh, in this two years because of a Mormon mission. Uh, that's acceptable. So sometimes you're looking at, uh, you know, one team may have offensive linemen that are 19 and 20, and BYU has guys that are 24. 
you know, so, I mean, that makes a lot of difference, you know, especially uh, on that offensive line. So I didn't, I didn't want to underrate him too much, but uh, evidently I did, according to the guys that uh, came in and gave me those first, uh, that first wave of action. So let's shift focus here and talk about the NFL. Before I do that, Chris, I want to make sure that you get a chance to talk about the South Point a little bit, promote the South Point, talk about the contest that you're going to be having this year uh, at the South Point uh, Hotel and Casino. Give me some promo, my man. What's going on over there? <laughs> well, first of all, Teddy, just me being on here is a promo, so I appreciate that, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, we have uh, a, our jackpot card, $25,000 guaranteed. It's a $5 bet for uh, opening week. Uh, you know, and it's not, you don't have to pick every winner. It's just whoever picks the most winners. So, uh, you know, you could be, uh, you know, what's there, 16 games? You could be 14 and two. You might walk away with the dough. Who knows? You don't have to be perfect. So we have that. You know, we just do a lot of things like that each and every week. You know, we run, uh, you know, it's like in the hockey, we run a dime line. Uh, you know, when we get to March Madness, we use uh, minus 105 on sides. You know, we do all those kind of things. You know, the, the Super Bowl for the last couple of years, we got to the money line. We've used the dime line on that. So we just try to be as uh, player-friendly as we can. Here. And, uh, we, we're not a big contest out there because, to tell you the truth, there's a lot of good contests around town. And, uh, <laughs> Teddy, I play in a few of them. So I'll bet you do. When are you going to win one of these things, man? <laughs> well, I I was uh, I was partners with some guys last year, and we cut up one of them. So I yeah, I made a couple bucks. You know, good, good, good for you. That doesn't surprise yeah. me yeah. Uh, in the slightest to see. Uh, and again, that's the beauty of Las Vegas that the race and sportsbook director over here gets to play in the contest over there <laughs> and just be a guy. Uh, and that, of course, yeah, why not? Uh, is what uh, Chris Andrews did a year ago. And of course, you know the South Point. You know, there's uh, it's it's uh. A pl- it's a casino that has made a concerted effort to make sure that their sports book is an industry leader um, for what it's worth when you come to Las Vegas. So let's talk about the NFL uh, now. And I'll give you, don't worry, I'll give you a chance to promote your book at the end, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I do want to talk about what's going on in the NFL marketplace right now. And again, season wins, games of the year, odds to win conferences, odds to win titles. Uh, what kind of offerings do you have, and who's taking money? Well, I don't have games of the year in the NFL, but we have all the other stuff that you mentioned. Uh, and he, I, I went through just to make sure I was freshened up on this. And season win totals, a couple teams were not surprised. We got over money on the Bears, over money on the Vikings. Now, of course, they're in the same division as the Green Bay Packers, and we don't know what's going on with Rodgers right now. But if Rodgers decides not to play, and I have no idea what a guy like that is going to do, uh, all of a sudden those two games that were you know, probably losses, uh, and even if they're home games for those two teams, weren't going to be much better than pick them. You know, they, they uh, now probably face in, in those games. So we've got overseason win totals uh, with both the Bears and the Vikings. Not that big of a surprise. But some of the other teams, Cardinals are getting a lot of money. And I can see, they. I thought they've had a really, really good offseason. So the Cardinals getting some money. Uh, one big surprise to me, the Saints are getting a lot of over money. And that's a team, Teddy, I thought I rated high enough because, you know, and I know Drew Brees is going to waltz into the Hall of Fame in five years when his time's up. I always thought that Peyton was a big reason, it was Coach Peyton, was a big reason why he was so good. And I thought, 
whoever he decides to use quarterback this year, I think it's most likely going to be Jameis Winston. But I think that that team will not drop off that much. Now, I thought I had that handicap properly, but I guess other people think that I still underrated how good the Saints are going to be because you've got a lot of money on the over on them as well as a lot of money on them to win the Super Bowl. So the Saints are garnering a lot of money. A couple other teams I'm getting a lot on uh, season win totals over are the Giants and uh, the Washington football team. So those two teams, and again, I think, I, I, you know, we know we get some sharp guys that come in and play right away. I think they have not bought into that cowboy uh, PR machine that has had them as big Super Bowl contenders for the last 25 years when they really have not. So I think no, those I mean, kind of sharp guys have bet against them. On paper, uh, the Giants, to me, look like the, as good as anyone in that division. Um, if Danny Dimes doesn't throw 15 picks a game, which he right. did uh, on several occasions last year. Uh, the Saints, certainly, they're a team where the window is closing when it comes to salary cap ramifications. They, their starting lineup is really good. I don't know if they're going to have the quality depth yeah. that they've had in years past, but you can't tell me that Jameis Winston can't QB. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jameis Winston, sacrilegious, is better than Drew Brees. Was a year ago. Breeze didn't have the arm strength last year. He didn't, uh, and the Saints' offense suffered uh, as a result. Now, when it comes to the Bears and the Vikings, talk about how you've been taking over money, and some of that is Aaron Rodgers related. Where you don't know if Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay this year. I've talked to a couple other sportsbook directors and said they have a lot of liability on the Broncos, and the Broncos are a team that they're higher than they would be if. Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the trading block when it comes to their season win total. Are you having that same liability on Denver right now? And have you adjusted your Broncos number? Because people seem to think that if Rodgers does go somewhere, Denver, the most likely landing place. Well, I adjusted my number with that in mind because I think right now Denver does have a really, really good defense. Uh, one of the best in the league. And if they could, and, you know, Drew Locke has not done it for me. And if they could get Aaron Rodgers, then I think they do become a real viable contender uh, for the Super Bowl. Now, that being said, they're in a division with Kansas City. They're in a division with the Chargers, who I think are a coming team, uh, you know, with uh, Herbert. And they lost a lot of really close games last year. I think a lot of them was due to uh, poor coaching. I don't think they're going to have that same effect this year. But uh, still, nonetheless, you know, Aaron Rodgers – Listen, he can go almost anywhere and make him a contender, you know. And I don't know if he can get him over the top, but I think he can get him pretty darn close. So I've had them a little low, anticipating that was, a, you know, a likely scenario. And, of course, Denver did this not that long ago with Peyton Manning uh, when sure. he picked up the QB and won the Super Bowl as a result. And um, I don't know if that was necessarily a great result for many sports books in and around town. Um, let's talk about the other side of the equation here in the NFL. We've got about uh, three or four minutes left here with uh, Chris Andrews from the South Point. And you talked about all these teams taking over money, the Cardinals, the Saints, the Bears, the Vikings, the Giants, the Washington football team. What about teams that the NFL teams that the early betters seem to hate? Who are they fading in early season action? You know, Teddy, it's funny because I, I went looking through there, and uh, right now, most of the play that I do have on season win totals at this point is on the over, which I always tell guys, you know, you have to remember when you're looking at these teams, it, they're kind of priced for perfection. 
Now, we don't know. We always know there's going to be injuries, but we don't know who's going to happen. So a lot of the real sharp NFL betters, I think they're kind of waiting. Uh, they want to see, you know, what's going to happen in spring training. So right now, I don't have steam. I mean, I got like one bet on some teams under. But most of my steam has been on the over, which makes me think a lot of it is the fans coming out and giving the early uh, early play to, uh, to the teams that they like. Now, one team that has gotten two-way play because local guys have been all over the Raiders over, I got the wise guys bet the Raiders under, which, again, none of that is surprising to me. But I'm looking through my chart really right now as we speak, and uh, I don't have more than one limit bet on any team under, which, again, tells me that the wise guys are sitting there and waiting right now and seeing how things play out before they commit their money. But that once again, like I would tell anybody out there, when you look at these teams, they are priced for perfection, and we know perfection doesn't happen very often. There'll be one or two teams we'll look at at the end of the year and say, oh, yeah, they were really lucky injury-wise and everything clicked uh, you know, right into place for them. But uh, we're going to have about 20 teams that say, holy crap, they really had a lot of injuries. Things didn't work out anywhere near like we thought they were. And I think the wise guys are kind of waiting to see uh, a little bit more of an indicator as to who exactly those teams are going to be. So real quick, uh, Chris, before uh, I-, I let you go, I do want to ask you, you gave us some sleepers that stood out to you in college football. Any sleepers that stand out to you in the NFL, either good or bad? Well, I'd be very careful betting on the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, I, Mike Greenberg actually said it better than I could say it. I was watching ESPN. He said, the Cowboys are the greatest team in every June. And that's kind of where <laughs> they are right now. You know, when September rolls around, it's not always so great. So they're getting a lot of PR. Now, I happen to think that the Browns have a really good roster. Uh, and I, I like their coach. And I like Baker Mayfield, too. But right now, that is not a surprise to anybody. Everybody's all over the Browns. I don't think you're going to get a lot of value betting on them. I think you might find some good spots to bet against them. And I would almost say the same thing with the Rams, almost exactly the same thing. I think that's a really good team, a solid lineup, a good coach. I think Stafford comes in. He's going to be an improvement at quarterback. But kind of everybody knows that. And, you know, in the secret in betting the NFL, you got to buy low and sell high. And right now, those teams that I just mentioned, you know, the Browns, the Rams, they're high. Yeah, so if you're buying them right now, hey, listen, they might win. They might be in the Super Bowl against each other. But I'm just telling you right now, those teams are not underrated in any way, shape, or form. Everybody expects great, great things out of them. And we might get them. But, you know, be careful. Start looking for some cracks in the armor because that can easily happen. Well, point spread tax for the Cowboys, the Browns, and or the L.A. Yeah. Rams. Great stuff uh, from uh, Chris Andrews from the South Point uh, Race and Sportsbook on the Las Vegas Strip. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrews Sports with two S's. And, of course, don't forget his book, Then One Day by Chris Andrews. A great read if you love sports betting. Chris, uh, we got only about 15 seconds for the break. Uh, tell our audience goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. And, Teddy, once again, thanks for having me on. It's great PR for the South Point. And uh, next time you want to talk to me, just let me know, pal. I really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much. Cover it with Teddy Covers. We'll be right back. Look at them yo-yos. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Stretch of our number one here on Cover with Teddy Cover, Sirius XM, Channel 204, the Sports Grid, or Radio Network. Hour two, Ralph Michaels coming in, and we're going to break down NFL basically for most of the hour. So Ralph just put out his NFL betting guide, talking about returning starters, talking about projected point spreads all year. Um, it's a really good document. Oh, by the way, it's free. Uh, Ralph, tell you how to download that uh, in hour number two. But before we get there. I want to talk about some of these teams that Chris Andrews was talking about or attracting the early betting attention in the, let's say, the NFL season wins marketplace. Talk about the Bears and the Vikings in particular. Minnesota, I understand completely. Minnesota makes a ton of sense. Mike Zimmer off a down year. I'm interested. Minnesota off a year in which, I mean, basically every key defender they had either got hurt or didn't play last year at some point during the season. Um, They will... They're not going to be more injury-riddled than they were a year ago. They might not be healthier, but they're not going to have more injuries. Certainly not on the defense side of the football than they did uh, a year ago. It's a team that has weapons offensively. It's a team that has a quarterback who, while we don't love him, he's good enough. I understand all that Vikings money over, but the Bears money? I'm not seeing it with Chicago. What do we got? We got a head coach who's going to get fired if things go wrong. You have a QB competition right from the get-go with three guys all of whom are getting paid. You have offensive line issues. You have skills and talent issues. You have a defense that's gotten old. I'm not looking at the Bears as an over team. I'm looking at the Bears as a team. If I'm going to get involved with Chicago and their season win total, it'd be under or nothing for this better. And again, if Aaron Rodgers does stay in Green Bay, which may well happen, you know, you're making a number on that right now, probably pick him. No worse than pick him, I don't think. You know, maybe he's even favorite to stay in Green Bay. Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Bears will be the third team in that division. You know, maybe they're better than Detroit. I don't think they're better than Minnesota. With QB issues and potentially a lame duck coach. I don't want any part of the Chicago Bears over their season win total. If I'm going to bet the Bears right now, we'll play them under. Hour number two coming up. Stay tuned. 